0: Well, look who we have here, everybody, Alex, Lenny Peckin, Hugo, Final Fantasy, mate, it is a pleasure to have you, how are you?
1: Good, thanks, man, yeah, pleasure to be here, Um, nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you too, brother, how's everything going? I mean, it's a, it's Good. a weird time at the moment, isn't it, for actors and writers yep. and people in the industry, how are you finding it all?
1: Uh, I have to say, yeah, I mean, absolutely right. It's, it is, it uh, is. I mean, not the, the first time that people have taken to the streets around kind of these sorts of issues and not to make too fine a point of it, but it's not just, obviously, as, as you know, it's not just the, you know, actors and writers who are being affected, but everyone at every stage of the industry, whether it's makeup, you know, interviews, um, you know, even, I mean, even just like cinema staff, uh, you know across the board caterers people who work on the ground every day locations people who drive the trucks and drive the cars you know it's really it it has its reverberations throughout the entire industry so we we want to get it dealt with as quickly as possible And and you know obviously we're talking about gaming I suppose more than kind of television and film and theater and those that kind of side of it but obviously it affects gaming too and with ai people can have their voice cloned and you know and owned in perpetuity by a company so you know your favorite voice performers you know as 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 interesting as the way in which artists are paid for their work anyway in the gaming industry which is a whole other conversation <laughs> Yeah. we now face a future where potentially you know you could have your voice cloned and owned by a company and and never be paid for your work so it's a it's a really it speaks to all of society and what's happening and I think there is probably some pushback from quarters that said well you know who was making a fuss when it was automation in other areas of industry and you know and it's a completely valid point so we'll see how things progress but you know, ever was it thus, I think, is the truth of it. It's, it this this conversation, this battle for incremental, um, you know, gains has been there since we had industry. So, you know, since they since they let us off the fields and serfdom was ended, you know.
0: I've heard stories where future games, they they're floating the idea around that there'll be characters that will be Have an AI voice and an AI script, and it's an endless conversation.
1: Yeah,
0: and that might sound good to the player, but it's. I think it removes the the humanity a little bit. It removes, you know, we. There's just something about it to me that's that's not right. Where do you land on that?
1: I mean, I have to say, you know, if I was a young programmer now, in my in my you know little office, in my bedroom, in my living room, you know, sort of someone who's getting to grips with technology as it moves I mean it's incredible the idea that you could create a whole world and a game just with yourself and you know use AI to help you achieve that or algorithms to help you achieve that I mean that's an incredible uh, like advance you know Mm. I mean I I music and I remember being able to make you know everything off a, (laughs) a much inferior laptop to the one I'm talking to you through now and I could download music systems soft synths I could you know make beats and you know use a small mic to record stuff to create demos in a, in a, to a level that you could never have done before so technology is amazing and important but we just have to be mindful i guess that's all it mm. is and make sure that um you know as things move inevitably towards um whatever destination we uh we either envisage or don't um that we can put in some kind of regulation and guardrails to make sure that in the in, in the everyday you know we 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 make sure we preserve um the artistic pursuit and mm. and not and make sure we look after our people and we don't put bottom line and profit uh, above everything. Obviously, we're all in the capitalist world we benefit from all of those things. I'm not knocking capitalism by any means it's provided me a wonderful life, but I just think it's important that we you know acknowledge that there is, there is profit and there is also kind of artistry and those two things are supposed to work together <laughs> in harmony, kind of.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you were speaking of making beats. Mm. Is it true you were part of a hip hop crew called the one back in the day?
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I have to admit I wasn't that good. And so I went and became an actor instead, <laughs> but, uh, you know, guys, I was, we were all in London and, Um, some of those guys, um, went on to have really amazing careers and, um, you know, it's a real joy. It has been a joy for me to see people, you know, obviously we're all just kids with dreams. Um, deep down, I'm not sure if any one of us thought that it could ever happen in any capacity because it's so hard. So few people are able to have a creative life and and earn money for it, you know, um, so yeah, a couple of those guys went on and did their thing in the in the world and it's it's kind of amazing. But uh yeah, I, I quickly realized my limits. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not the, the laptop's not getting any
0: musical use these days?
1: I just just Spotify, mate. That's all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, I, I moved, I still write, I write quite a lot, but I moved into writing scripts and um, yeah screenplays and you know I've just made my 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 second uh, short film that I wrote and directed and nice. um yeah I have a couple of screenplays that we're talking about uh optioning at the moment so I, I stayed within writing I was still always love writing but I was just rubbish at rapping man I was not my it was not my uh, my forte and I, I'll be the first to admit it before anyone else does. <laughs> did you take naturally to, to
0: writing screenplays because that's not an e- That's one of the toughest things you can do.
1: I, I um, I I think I was always more interested in how things were made, and making mm. them, and being in them. Really? Um yeah. yeah, just truthfully, like, and and um, and I think what happens in as an actor in the business is, you know, I went to drama school in the UK, and then you get into the business, and what happens is there's this strange moment of transparency where instead of just being creative you sort of have to audition for the opportunity to be creative and people along the way kind of lose their connection to the to just being creative for the sake of it because it's fun because it's a way to express yourself because it's a way to you know like to listen to a song about your ex or about some something you're going through or like remember a, a moment of the summer or you know all of these kind of things that we connect uh, our art to and um, for me, it was just a way to stay connected to creativity. And, and I think because when you're on the audition circuit um, and touchwood, as you know, things have been pretty good for me, I guess, over my career, you know, I'm lucky to, to be able to call it my, my job. I still really felt a need to, to stay connected to something that was just purely creative. And that's, that's what it came out of.
0: And your father was Nigerian and your mother half Italian. What was that like growing up?
1: Uh yeah. Um, yeah, my mum's my half Italian, half English, um, my dad's Nigerian. Um I guess like London in the 80s, there definitely was a fair amount of racism, but you know, also a lot of um amazing culture, joy, kind of um uh music. It, it was mm. a great Time to be coming up and I guess I'm a hip hop baby and so as kind of we moved out of the golden age into the sort of 90s um, massive worldwide explosion of hip hop um, black culture not just Caribbean black culture which was kind of centerpiece of British black culture because of the uh, wind rush which was the boat that came over from the Caribbean the first kind of official post-war Um, kind of um, government sanctioned migration, huge influx of Caribbean people who came to help um, to rebuild the country after the Second World War. Um, And then sort of slightly later became the sort of influx of African, West African and well, people from all over Africa really. So um, culturally embedded the idea of black culture was very Caribbean at the time. Um, American black culture kind of overwhelmed that for a while. Um, And I think now um, there seems to be much more of a balance. If you look at our music scene, there's incredible artists from Caribbean extraction, African extraction, and I guess purely now kind of embedded black British-ness being kind of explored and expressed creatively as well. You still live in London? You're
0: still based out of there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time in the States and just because of work and, and I think you know probably because of i thought it was mecca when i first was a kid you know i wanted to go to new york and you yeah. know see if i could like you know spot NARS at a club or something <laughs> <laughs> like, you know and uh yeah. like oh wow like there's mob deep or whatever you know <laughs> like uh but uh eventually work took me to the west coast so I spent a lot of time in, in the States and Los Angeles particularly but London's still my home and and you know I I Brexit aside and, you know, lack of access to Europe in the way that we once had it and not to talk about the details of that, but, you know, I, I, I always thought London was the best city in the world. It's just, we have the whole world moving through the city and it's so alive and vibrant. And yeah, I, I do love it here, I have to say.
0: How do you find LA and America?
1: I think I've been the, the loneliest I've ever been anywhere on planet earth in Los Angeles, for sure. Really? It's- same city. Um, I've got a lot of love and affection for it. I've got some some of my oldest, greatest friends who aren't actors, just you know, in other areas of the entertainment industry and music. Um, VFX, like people I went to university with, school with, just moved into those industries um, who live in Los Angeles. Um, the weather is was climate change or just nature aside, changing everything now, forest fires and you know all the rest of it, you would just feel like you were in a kind of endless summer and you'd sort mm. of come from a country and part of the world where you have um, seasons, that's the word, actual fucking <laughs> um, you just, Yeah, it all just yeah. blurs into one sort of strange kind of dream. Like, uh, and uh, as a lot of people with huge dreams and sadly, because it's so bloody hard, Mm. you know, very few of them are able to fulfill those dreams. And so you, it, it is an industry town, but you've, you know, there's a lot of people there who are living their best life, as they say, but there's a lot of people who are sort of at the window looking through the glass, you know? So it makes for a strange, um, energy have have you spent much time there
0: i i went there for a holiday so it's it's not really living there is it so i only got a glimpse but uh when i traveled a
1: fun place for a holiday no
0: well when i traveled around america you know i i really enjoyed new york but i don't know how much time you spent there
1: quite a bit yeah yeah i I
0: always say my favorite place on earth is new zealand because it's it's just the mountains and you know it's just free air it's just beautiful driving down and yeah. that's just me i don't know what your favorite place is in the world but that that would be mine i would say i
1: i've, I've never been to new zealand i keep you know obviously i have the luxury of of traveling a lot for my job um yeah. on the last job uh that i finished in the end of last year uh a a sort of roman epic show called domina um i you know i've spent about a year of my life in rome recently over two seasons and you know, I absolutely adore Rome. It's an incredible city. But the luxury mm. of just being able to be travelled there by a job, you know, it's, it's a, it's you know, I feel very lucky. I, I'm waiting for someone to give me a job in New Zealand <laughs> and I <start laughs> get to go. I don't think there's <laughs> many
0: going, is there, unfortunately?
1: <laughs> Unless yeah, you're in I, Lord
0: of the Rings.
1: I, I need to that. be a hobbit or something. <laughs> I don't know if you're like, yeah, I don't know. Are black people allowed to be hobbits? I'm not sure. Whatever, <laughs> I want to be a hobbit. Just let me be a hobbit. <laughs>
0: Going back to you, you said this feeling of loneliness. Did, have you? You've obviously escaped that now, but how long did that last? What was that like? How did you push through that? If, if you could, I
1: guess, well, I guess uh, I think you know this in my industry specifically, and I guess I can only speak to that. You know, you, what happens is, and I guess more in sort of television and film, although you have this in a sort of theatre too, to a lesser extent, Um, you get sent to some random place, you know, in a random part of the world for a few months with a bunch of people you don't know. Maybe you have met a couple before along the road. Um, And um, it's like, here, get on with each other. You know, and and you sort yeah. of do because we're all, you know, we wanna get on with each other and do the work and well most of us do. And then you go home and you might never see those people again.
0: Which is strange. You know? Always strange to me. That's
1: yeah. Or you might see him six years later or five years later on another job, You're like, oh my God. you know, like, oh, and, you know, but it, we're sort of nomad gypsies, really, like roaming around, <laughs> you know, trying our best to, to keep some sense of tether to things that are real back home. Yeah. Um, at least that's my observation, certainly, um, from being in the game now, I guess I left drama school 15 years ago. So uh, the loneliness thing is just inevitable. You're on your own a lot, you know, And I, there's certainly a difference between being alone and being lonely, but but I think uh, particularly, I'm very good at being on my own as just, you know, as a result of being in the business for so long. But I just think Los Angeles specifically at that moment in time felt like, um, you know, when you're just like alone with everybody, Mm. you know that kind of sensation I suppose but these things are fleeting aren't they and that's sort of the way life is you kind of you move through all stages and emotions as you keep on down the road you know how did you
0: deal with the COVID era uh
1: so I was on a job I was in Italy on a job uh in and they locked down Italy pretty hard immediately um came back to London got our flight out um I mean it was hilarious they were giving out leaflets saying you know but there was no kind of quarantining I mean it was just like people piling plane after plane into Heathrow in hindsight you realize wow um but uh I locked down for that first break then we had a I had to go back to the show and finish it there was no there were no there was no vaccine or you know whatever obviously there's lots of debates about vaccines but there were there was no vaccine there was no we were just like you might die. Do you want to go back to work? And we were just like, yeah, let's, well, let's go back to work, you know, got, got our money, man. You know, so, uh, did that. so you weren't was, working,
0: you weren't really locked down by yourself or anything like I, that. I
1: locked down for the initial, for the initial, uh, for the initial hard lockdown over the summer, yeah. but they opened up again and I went straight back to work, man. And then, hmm. um, the set that we had locked down over the winter in London, and and i'll be honest like as i was coming to the end of shooting that first season of domino i realized that um there would probably be inevitably be another lockdown and um I, I when i applied for drama school i'd also thought about applying for a masters degree i'd done my university degree and i was thinking about applying for drama school and there was this masters program that I was really interested in um, How old were the- you
0: by the time, sorry just to cut you off?
1: Uh, I was, I took a gap year then did drama school, so I guess I was, I mean sorry I did university, so I was probably like 21, 22, Yeah. thinking about what I'm going to do next. Anyway, inevitably I went to drama school, obviously as, as, as it turns, but in a lockdown I had a suspicion that everything would go online, so I checked into it, found out everything was going online. So I just wrote an application letter to the same master's degree that I'd wanted to do twenty years ago. On the off chance it was going online, it was, and I got accepted onto the program. So I did a master's degree in COVID. That's what I did. Um, in between going back to work, and you know, every time there was a lockdown, I was just online doing my masters in Zoom sessions. <laughs> so wow. that, that's so what I did. Quite proactive with it all. Yeah. Uh, I need. I'm like. I need to keep swimming, bro. Yeah. yeah. I you can know, already I tell. You got to keep can't stay on the beach Can't sit on the beach for too long, you know.
0: I was going to say, is a perfect day for you working on a set, or uh, in a booth, or in a, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I I always joke with a friend of mine uh, that the best time, the best day to be working is on your birthday. <laughs> you feel like <laughs> this is another year doing my thing, but um, I guess. Perfect days is, is is really surrounded by the people that I love because I don't get to see them as much as I would want to. That's just the truthful answer. But yeah. um, for me like creatively being in the middle of something is is actually something that drives me in every way. So yeah, you probably hit hit the nail on the head there. Like you know, <laughs> um, being surrounded by creative people, you know, driving towards trying to, you know, all, all we do is trying to make something in our imaginations real. I mean that's really mm. that's the game. It's like trying making the imagined tangible reality, and that is kind of you know it's a it's an amazing feeling when it happens, e- even if it's a bit rubbish. <laughs> like, you know.
0: So it sounds like to get your perfect perfect day, you need the family and friends to be on the set with you, and then we've got the perfect match, right?
1: Uh, see, and <laughs> just me being a like crazy man, but like I'm not a match. <laughs> of having people come to visit me it's like no this like do you if i worked in a bank would you want your mum visiting you in the bank like would you want yeah your,
0: true no your family yeah. sitting there
1: eating takeaway while you're trying to serve people no it's like go away <laughs> <laughs> i'm working i'm working it
0: <laughs> yeah so in that covid period i'm guessing you picked up this little job called final fantasy am i right or did it come after or
1: it came before before yeah wow. it started before uh that's my memory of it yeah or i mean actually i maybe i i think i'm in my memory i may have got the first kind of you know audition through just before or maybe in you know early on in covid Uh, i can't remember if it was uh yeah it it certainly felt like early 2019 no it was definitely it was definitely before it was definitely before yeah um uh, it was 2019 and um seems like so long ago oh and 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 when covid hit everything shut down so i would sort of forgotten about it to be honest with you um and then they kind of uh, obviously i as i know you've spoken to so many people in, in in this side of the business and 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 heard so many stories about people's processes and what goes on you know, usually when I've I've done a few games now, um, you know, you get sent a script, maybe you get sent some sides, you get sent a, a, a an image, a drawing or photo, real image. And you, you know, sometimes you just get a straight offer. Sometimes you go in and do an audition. Sometimes, you know, sometimes um, you do it over a self-tape, which has become increasingly the format. Um, you don't know really what it's for. It's got a code name. Um, You might even do the whole session and not even ask. You know, they don't because they might don't want to tell you or they feel you know. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, it was just another one of those, to be <laughs> honest. Really, truthfully, just yeah, another. Yeah. Oh, what's this? there's a, he's god. This guy's massive. You know. Oh, so they did give
0: you a photo of him.
1: Yeah, I got a photo of him. Yeah. Uh, a picture, um, and some lines, uh, for the piece. And um, do they tell you
0: anything about him? Do they say, "Oh, he's a statesman, he's a politician, he's got this power"?
1: What What do they? There's there's usually a character breakdown as well. So they'll give some kind of, you know, this is highly comp. You have to sign an NDA, and then you get a small little pack of information to help you kind of understand, um, you know, what it is. And and I'll be honest with you, I. I don't remember if this was just an offer or if it was an audition, I can't remember. But yeah. either way, at some point they sent me a script um, and just said, this is for you to understand the landscape of the piece. Um, yeah. And 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 then I went in and did, you know, a, a first session in 2019 at some point um, and then sort of forgot about it and You never know how many sessions it's going to be. You never know, like, you know, over what time span. Um, You know, I did a different game once where I recorded all of my stuff and then they decided they wanted to change the accents of everyone. So then I did it all again in a different accent. That's crazy. For example, you know, you just kind of take them as they come, I guess. But but this obviously uh, after a little while I realized that they were like, no, we want you for several sessions over a period of time. So I was like, so, so what is, what is this that we're doing? Like, what, what is this fucking thing? Tell me what, you know? And and then they sort of told me kind of slightly hushed, hushed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I, right. This is, this is, this is serious, you know?
0: Had you, had, did you know much about the IP? Did you have to go and research and, Did you know the Gravitas of it all?
1: I mean, it's a legacy brand, isn't it? So uh, I was aware. um, I I don't own a PlayStation, considering I've done a couple of projects for PlayStation. Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say
0: Horizon. (laughs) I thought you'd have one off that.
1: No, I, um, I, you know, you hang around young kids and you see how they watch everyone else's gameplay on YouTube. Yeah. So I I realised, because I'm clearly not you know a teenager that you could do that so when Horizon came out that's how I saw what I'd done and what other people were doing and found out about the game and um, which is great it's amazing you get to see people's walkthroughs and stuff like that and it's you know it's fun um, to see people interacting with your character um, so that so that that's kind of I, I knew Final Fantasy as a as a legacy brand really. And so then I started to do my research and started to find out more about the world, this particular game. Um, you know, you try and get as much information from the creative team as you possibly can to help you. But at a certain point, you know, you're working quite quickly, I would yeah. say. You get the script, you don't necessarily have that much time to prepare it. And you know, when you're in sessions, you know, you have you're trying to work through this many lines in three hours usually, um, unless it's three hours break, another three hours, you know, if it's a day session, but um and you don't always have any other characters' lines, you know, record pre-recorded. So you're just kind of going purely off inspiration. They don't always have the other characters' lines down, yeah. So that you know who what this conversation even is. Um, although yeah. on, on fantasy they did have that. Um okay. And yeah, and you know, Horizon, they had a lot of alloys lines so you could actually hear the conversation. But um, you know, it 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 and cinematics, even if you prepare your line in your mind, how you think you're gonna working through a section of dialogue, you see the cinematic and a line that you think might take two seconds actually needs to take four seconds because that's the cinematic and it's made already. It doesn't change, you know? So you have to adjust the line and make it last. Well, You know, your character's walking along a, a, a corridor and he's quite slow. Okay, so then you extend the line, you know? And so everything is kind of up for grabs and you just have to be light on your feet and, and trust the creative team implicitly. They know what they want, they will guide you. You know, they're kind of your North Star. Um, in terms of if they're happy, you're happy, you know.
0: Is th- Was this the first time for you using the camera in your face or had you done that on the other games? Had you ever done any mocap before as well? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I've done... Um, no, not my, every game I've done there was facial capture, which is what I guess okay. what they call it. Um, and uh, I'd done mocap on uh, two games. Okay. Uh, and uh, not for this. Um, And Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's also a thing because another artist, you know, great person somewhere in them, you know, in a studio has worked out the movements of your character. And so you've already envisaged it a certain way in your imagination as you prepared it, walked it around, or even just sitting down reading through the script. And then you see what another artist or actor has done, performer has done and you then adjust to there and sometimes that um with horizon uh, and with fant- you know final fantasy was easy but not always you know sometimes to some be jarring the, some, well so- sometimes you would not have made those decisions you know In, and and truthfully a couple of times only a couple of times ever like you have no one conception of how on earth that that performer would have made the decision they made so really? you have to try and make your performance adjust to something that feels inherently wrong, let's say physically, but not 95% of the time. And, you know, obviously on both of these games that we're talking about and on yeah. final you know, most recently, um, you know, I, I never had that issue at all, but, but, but I certainly, you know, you've asked the question that there is something to that, that, you know, as I said, it, you just have to be light on your feet and, and, and malleable because, you know what's set is set, they can't, they're not going to go back and re mocap something if you're like, Well, I don't think that's how it will be done. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, bloody just say the lines, mate. You know? <laughs> you know, we got we got lunch in half an hour, come on. So, you know, that that, but that is it. There's lots of kind of moving parts, and you are one of them. And and you, um, doing mocaps, obviously, a different thing, it's fun, um, and uh, I, I've done mocap on characters I've played. And then one time I, I got a job and it was, you know, you got to do some mocap and face ca- capture, line capture, all that. And I turned up for the job and there was, it was essentially, I was the mocap actor. It was, and and I and I didn't realize, and there was a friend of mine who was there as well, another quite well-known actress, actually. Like even at the time she was doing really well. Both of us were like, oh, we rocked up to this video game. And they were like, no, we just need you to like flush the toilet, <laughs> like stand up. <laughs> like You need to go like pick up the food off the table. And so we spent a day kind of, I mean, it was really So no funny. talk,
0: no voice, no talking.
1: Just-, just like neither of us knew. We just, we, cause they just offered us the day and we get these things they offer in. So you go in studio. We just didn't realize, but neither of us realized. So we turned up we were like maybe in hindsight we wouldn't have done this but also while we're here we might as well just have fun it was like really you know and the director was really nice and we just had a laugh about it and but it was good to see it from the other side you know yeah because then you right. realize it helps you it helps you as, a, as an actor to to understand what that is and so mm. the next time i did mocap on characters i was actually playing um i realized what i need, you know what it was because previously i'd only ever done facial capture
0: so talk to me about the voice for Hugo. Was it something that you had from the start in the audition process or did you work on it? Did they give you any direction? Cause it's not, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's not really a normal speaking voice from what I can hear. No, right. no, of course. <laughs> um,
1: I think I do a lot. Of, I, I've done a lot of voice work, like radio stuff. And um, I had a radio series for oh, nearly 10 years, myself and another actor Uh, Ken Cranham, an old, uh, very well respected uh, English actor, we played two cops, it was a Radio 4 series, and it was called The Interrogations, written by Roy Williams, the playwright, and we just do three episodes a year just and it was set up around an interrogation scene where the two police officers young black cop old white cop you know sort of would would interrogate a suspect for this an episode that's great i'm going
0: to have to yeah, check good, this out It's
1: yeah. fun they're you know on audible like they're great fun and roy williams is an you know incredible well respected uh, playwright here in the uk and um so i i've i've got a long history of doing radio and i did uh, a contract for the BBC when I first left drama school. So I'm used to working quickly. um, And you might, when I first left drama school, um, you know, you'd might move to two different, three different radio shows in a day. You know, you'd go over, you'd get your lines, you'd say your lines, pick an accent, move over to something else. They tell you what they want. You're playing two characters in it. You get them done. Then you move, you know, okay, you're done for the day. So you You kind of learn
0: to be versatile in a way.
1: It's kind of a, a, just a voice acting thing, to be honest, mm. and um and obviously because I had a history doing music as well, I felt very comfortable in front of a microphone, um because we were just you know doing hip hop, so I, I I think that kind of quickness mm. malleability really is um for me like quite an integral sort of necessity for a voice actor, um. Because you know things might change on the day, um, and because you don't, you have to really tap into your imagination. Um, for me, with Hugo, uh, <laughs> truthfully, there was a, two <laughs> stages. You know, I'll be honest. Like when I did it, the first sessions in twenty nineteen, yeah, I, I had an idea of him, and I really based on the photo, or the image and the breakdown, and you, and I thought um this is he's a big guy he's huge imposing presence but he's also an intelligent guy he's a statesman he's a politician so what's the balance in that he can't just be a kind of domineering lumbering kind of energy he's got delicacy he's got finesse he's also someone who's been you know blinded by his love you know he gets kind of manipulated as a result of it he's not a kind of pure alpha male presence in a absolute sense he has to have some frailty he has to have you know he, he he's he's not a he's not a complete archetype and I, and so when you're working in that at a level of archetypes you think you know what where is his where is his frailty like where are the edges how how do you kind of imaginatively try and capture some of those things he also has to appear incredibly like potential to be incredibly dominant he also has to be able to be slightly more light of touch but but still maintain that dominance in a room full of you know senators or politics fellow politicians debating you know a particular course of events i mean and those are the things you think about and 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 so and also what feels at least even if theatrical because i do feel like video game acting has a kind of heightened quality to it most of the time not always but it you have a it's it's closer to theater than to film to me personally in my enjoyment of video games because there's a fantasy element to it often a larger than life sense to it. And if you can s- allow the the size of the world, the size of the characters to kind of be embodied in your own voice, like it can be really fun for uh, someone who's playing the game, you know? Um, we're not doing, you know, I don't know, Clint Eastwood or, you know, EastEnders or, you know, it's not super grounded naturalism, it's, it's heightened. So, Making something feel heightened and allowing it to have that size and expanse, but also feel real, like tethered to something honest. Like so that that's the kind of landscape of thoughts. And and um, so I, I did what I did and banged it out. And then that COVID, and then I came back and heard it like whatever it was. And the stuff I was doing in the new session months later, like after lockdowns, all that come back in twenty twenty. It was totally different. Really? So different. And I was like, this is really, you know, interesting. I've evolved my conception of him. So you didn't mean it to be different? Not initially. I just hadn't heard any of the material. So when we started doing it, obviously, the, you know, the the amazing team in studio were like, um, okay, this is, this is really good. And we sort of said, let's just play back some of the old stuff. I think we got to a scene. That had been recorded, part of it and part of it not. So I sort of uh, had playback on some of that stuff, and was like, "This is different." Like mm. it was like the like the like <laughs> the strain of COVID had changed my voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was everything was just a bit like
0: a bit more wearing, gruff or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: more like more wearisome or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so some of it was. Um, be- impossible to redo because the cinematics had already been linked, you know, with the facial capture. Uh, some of it, I was able to redo, uh, because I, are, uh, you know, requested to redo it. And, and it was this was small amounts. It wasn't massive. Yeah. But it, um, but you know, the, my whole performance is obviously over the duration of COVID because there are parts of the performance that were done before COVID and parts during COVID. Um, but you know, in answer to your question. It, you know that that that's the truth of it. Is something changed in me? I think, and and then yeah. I had to sort of find a way to carry Hugo um, to a place that I was really happy with, but that also acknowledged where he'd started. And you you know you, that never happens usually. You do it in one moment in time, and 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 then it's done.
0: Is does does Benedicta share the same love for him that he? As for her I'm curious in your perspective
1: uh, well I mean I don't think Hugo ever knows does he you mm. know I think I think he's just you know in love you know infatuated besotted you know um and it's kind of you know obviously I've seen like some of the stuff online it's really funny you know uh, uh like he's like he's proper simping over benedict <laughs> it's, it's true but that isn't that like hilarious like yeah. and kind of amazing this huge lumbering mountain of a man is just like totally simped and uh and and yet still so incredibly powerful and dangerous probably more dangerous as a result of it mm. you know a because his he's blinded by his rage and you know desire for revenge but also ultimately he can be manipulated by that blindness too, you know, Um, and it ends up being a a weakness in him. Um, And um, I mean, she is obviously an an agile, you know, person and able to use all of her uh, attributes in order to pursue whatever particular end or desire. (laughs) Yeah, And Hugo might well have been a means to an end you know, he, he might've been an end in himself for her, certainly at least from my perspective. And that's how I would choose to always talk about it is it's, it's real love as the song says, you know,
0: (laughs) I was speaking to Nina and she said, it was quite awkward to do some of those romance scenes because she was sort of doing it by herself.
1: Yeah. Everyone
0: around doing these noises. Were you the same
1: with, with that one or. Yeah, we've we've never met. I mean, as I said, which is just like so common in uh, in our oh, you know business. Um, I uh, uh, funnily enough, like I I did my my third round, my final round audition for drama school was also with Susie Fielding. Both of us oh, were in wow. the same final round audition for drama school. We ended up going to different drama schools. Um, so I've known her for like a long time um and haven't seen her for a few years now but but known her very very well for a long time i, I had not <laughs> met the person i was supposed to be making out with though and uh <laughs> it was sort of ridiculous obviously you're in a room full of people okay can you just groan a bit harder like you're really you're really into it mate yeah yeah all right <laughs> one more time grown more okay sure yeah yeah you know, <laughs> came out All right. I was really happy with that scene. I thought it was really fun. Oh, it's fun. a great scene. Yeah. So, and uh yeah, and I mean she's a great character and um, and you know I'm sure no spoilers but uh, you know certainly um Hugo's whole journey is kind of affected by her. I mean that's fair to say that, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. definitely. I was really? curious. Well, this is spoilers, but I was curious when okay. when you read when you read the script or got the scene where her, her, presumed her head is in the box. I thought of yeah. seven.
1: Um, oh yeah, naturally. Yeah. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but seven it works. In cinema.
0: Yeah, it well, it works so well in this. I was just curious. That was a great scene as well. You had to. Play a lot of different emotions there, and yes. I'm curious what how you handled that, and what you thought of it.
1: Yeah, I think I um, because you're not shooting this chronological, are you? No, no, nah. no. I, I, I think also because um, I I have a tendency to lose my voice if I scream for too long. Ah, not like bloody Axl Rose or something, you know. <laughs> so you do have to. Got to be careful, Um, yeah. Yeah, so I tend to try and ask whenever I'm in studio to do all of the really throat ripping vocal stuff at the end of a session. So, um, and if it's absolutely necessary, then we'll do the whole run up of the scene. But if it's specific moments, um, you know, like when he gets his hands cut off, and it's like screaming, smashing the floor, um, you know. Like so, that for example, we do at the end of a session because, and other actors don't have that issue, so they could do that up top, have a drink of water, and move straight into a really light, easy kind of scene. But I just once I've ripped my throat, I just I rip it, and then I have to go and go and go home and have a cup of tea. You know, <laughs> so all of that stuff. I, I was, you know, in my head, it was just like I'm doing that at the end of the session. I'll worry about it then. Um. Yeah, I think you just want it to feel, you know, like, like I said, it's big. It's big theater. You know, it's mm. it's, it's huge stuff, isn't it? It's like it's not kind of. Yeah, it's not little. You know, <laughs> indie drama. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, have you seen?
0: Have you seen your work? Have you seen the cutscenes for Hugo? Yeah. 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 I,
1: have, yeah. I, I saw it. I saw it. Like I said, by by going on YouTube and watching people's playthroughs, um, which, you know, obviously, like I said, for me, it's always, it's the best way to see it because you get to see people's actual reactions and you get to, you know, read comments and enjoy or, or not. And I, I'm fine with all of it, you know, people's reactions to the work that you've done, but also how, how connected they feel to the characters. Um, so for me, yeah, it was really, uh, I, I got to watch, Those cutscenes through Watch people's walkthroughs, and and um, I mean, because I didn't know the whole game, yeah, I didn't necessarily know where Hugo's place in it was. Um, I knew that he was obviously an important antagonist, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's it's a massive fight, isn't it? That final fight, it's pretty Um, epic, and yeah, yeah, it is, and you know for me that was really incredible to watch um to know how what you're driving towards with him and I had a sense of it but um you know the emotional stuff um I just wanted it to not be silly yeah I think that's it I think there's nothing wrong with like There's nothing wrong with laughing at Hugo's downfall, or being and or when I don't like him, or I do, I think he's epic, or you know whatever your individual reaction to him is. Obviously, he is an antagonist, so you're supposed to kind of enjoy hating him, and to a certain extent. And and I think for me, the way that he's written, um, he's not cool. You know, like it, I think uh, when I think of Horizon, like, and that's a whole other journey and how that character came to be. But there was something always kind of cool about Neil. Oh yeah, and in my mind, you know. Oh was, no, I uh, agree. Yeah, you know what I mean, and Hugo's not cool. Like he's yeah, you know. And, and so, like I said, where's his frailty? Like, how do you read a scene like that? And then, mm. and he he gets his hands cut off. I mean, it's like it's 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 that's not hero sh- that's not hero stuff you know like and, and then he gets picked up and walked out you know yeah you know, it's like he, he has incredible frailty for such a huge domineering energy and presence and you see what he's capable of becoming Titan, I mean, it's incredible violence power but these two things have to find a way to exist so you you know, how how do you do that and not make it silly or a bit cheap or stupid? How do you try and make it at least feel that when the gamer is playing, when the audience is watching it, when someone is going through those stages that they feel whatever they judge him about it, that they feel at least some way connected that he at least believes it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't, mm. feel, it doesn't feel false. So I, that, that was certainly what I was hoping to achieve. Whether or not I ever achieved it, that's for other people to decide. But that's certainly the um the intention, you know.
0: I think you did, man. Especially with the scene where you and Clive sort of stand off before that fight. I found yeah. that a really interesting exchange between you two. I don't know if you remember
1: that scene, but and
0: again, it's, 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 kind of it
1: punches the uh the the throne that scene.
0: Yeah, you, you're kind of sitting, and he he comes in and. He, he's basically not going to take your shit and it's just <laughs> yeah. a, it's just kind of a cool little scene I, I think it just stands out in my mind i mean th- this game's long as you know i mean it's it's like 25 hours of cutscenes. so if you can stand out amongst that many cutscenes, you know you've done a good job
1: i think oh well thank you man i appreciate you saying that yeah it was certainly you know i had a real i had a real fun time you know like yeah. uh it was um it was great fun it always is you know and because in my experience working in gaming like it's not a it's not a big ego like domain like there's no one arguing about the size of their trailer you know <laughs> um, you know everyone's everyone's kind of like there because they want to be and you know because they believe in the project and um and so you walk into a room as as an actor and and you can feel that the excitement and the kind of desire for this to be brilliant um and you feed off that that kind of positivity so I I always have a great time when I when I'm doing games and 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 this was absolutely no no different you know um and I think because of you know obviously as you know we did it through COVID there was a kind of and I was I mean I was in different countries, so I wasn't always in the u k shooting it or doing my doing my capture because at the time I was traveling around, so we'd pitch up in a studio in a different country and do a do a session oh. and, you know like and yeah and you know so it was it it, different it feels mics? Like,
0: sorry to get technical then they different mics or how does that work well,
1: I, I actually can't remember i, I yeah I, uh, the other the only other place I did it was in Los Angeles and um and and i can't remember i imagine the studio i went to everything was you know like yeah. um and also i did i did yeah definitely different because I, I side which is the british company that facilitate a lot of gaming um and and they're an incredible company here yeah. and quite a lot of stuff with side and um they moved studios so I did part of it in one studio and part of it in another studio and then and then part of it when I was in the States as well. So I, I I imagine, you know, whoever whoever that company is I worked with, you know, who housed us there, everything was synced up in a way where they knew the, you know, the the format of the microphones or the the make of the microphones were were consistent. It would have had to have been, I suppose, you know.
0: Yeah, right. So what did you take away from from your work on on Hugo is there anything that that'll leave an imprint on you from this character because I know he's he's I think that's I think you probably never end up portraying him again it's a one and done sort of scenario yeah, yeah, isn't it and yeah, it's yeah. it's sort of yeah. like that's it but it was you know it was a bit of a sad ending for him but yeah
1: sure sure and it might be
0: no, the answer might be no and that's
1: fine as well I'm just I'm just curious <laughs> yeah nothing, <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> um, scummer you no, know, I uh I uh <laughs> a few things man a few things to be honest like one you know just purely the the time that we did it you know yeah. like it, was, it really was that impacted me I, I, I you know um I got to be part of something really creative and special during a very difficult time and um and that was just a joy to to be honest. Um, I have an incredible amount of respect for the whole team and, um, you know, feel very grateful that they, you know, allowed me to go on that journey with them, you know, and sincerely, I I mean that, um, from a, from a purely kind of voice acting learning on my journey, because I haven't done that many games, you know, compared to some of the, you know, people I was working with, um, and moving, you know, Hopefully, doing other games in the future, and you know, and I'm excited by the prospect. Um, obviously, like I said, like Neil is inc- very different to, um, you know, Hugo, like completely different. Oh, uh, you wouldn't
0: know it's yeah. the same actor, you wouldn't know, right. it's- and,
1: Yeah, and that's like a you know, a, a thank you for saying that. Like, that's obviously a nice thing to hear. Um, and you know, so from that point of view, it was lovely to be able to like test myself in a very different type of character, um, a very different landscape world with all of this heritage and feel like I didn't want to let anyone down who was a fan of the game, you know, because that's the sort of most important thing is that people who are paying their hard earned money to play the game, enjoy your performance and enjoy the performances, you know? So for me, it, it, it I was really happy, you know, just hopefully that people have responded to the character and more importantly, responded to all the characters and the game, you know, um, th- I'll take that away, uh, just a sense of personal, um, you know, evolution to move from a character like Nil to a character like Hugo. Um, and, and in terms of just like the character, um, like I said, like Nil was very cool. Um, and, you know, even when I did Crossfire, um, you know, he's, that character's pretty cool too. He's a sniper, you know, he's kind of got a remove. This guy like very much wore his emotions on his sleeve. And, um and, you know, it's, it's all well and good when you play a character and everyone loves the character in the terms of like, because he's fucking cool. You know, yeah. because he's a bit of a weird psycho you sort of <laughs> love. Or because he's kind of got an iciness, an iciness to him, like in, in Crossfire or, You know, where you come in and play like several small parts in a game and you feel a sense of achievement in being able to really switch between energies, voices, you know, like all of those things have their own distinct um, kind of takeaways. But, But Hugo, I think specifically, it was just a reminder to serve the character and to serve the game. You can't turn Hugo into something that he's not. You actually have to lean into what he is and all of the facets of the character in order to actually bring him fully to life in a, in a, in a well-rounded. Was,
0: was that a challenge for you? Just lastly on him, was that a challenge for you to do that? Did you have to take uh, a step back and go, I'm I'm going to have to
1: play it this way? Or was it easy? Uh, I, th- I think, I think to be honest, it it wasn't really, e- it wasn't really a question. Like I'm, uh, I think when you, you know, sometimes an act you have to keep your actors ego in check, you know, like you want to, you know everybody wants to be liked you know uh, yeah that's what i'm saying um, yeah of course like uh, but i think to be honest i felt like if i did it well he would be liked you know and actually as in like enjoyed he would be enjoyed as a character in the game in his serve his purpose to make sure that he delivers as a as a real kind of meeting when they finally face off in that in that scene in that throne room that you feel a sense of like you know well, oh, if we
0: don't care just... about him, it's not as epic. It's not as it's it falls flat. That fight doesn't. Yeah, it?
1: Mm. but I but I think you know the way that the world is at the moment. Um, I would not be. I, I might be wrong here, so you know, forgive me. But mm. it could be easy for people to not care about Hugo because they might see him as like someone who was manipulated by a Benedicta, someone who was a bit simp, bit of a simp. And I know there's a lot of stuff going around in the, on, you know, we, we know we're not idiots, right? So how, how do you, you know, how do you allow those things to exist in him, to have his human frailty, but people still care about him enough and don't dismiss him or don't look down and feel his power, feel his power as a real present thing, like a dangerous thing but also a balance that with his kind of, you know, emotionality and, and human frailty like that, that to me wasn't like a good or bad or do I, it's just a challenge, just a great challenge. You know what I mean? I was like, what, what are the things I have to do in order to try and make this work, this little particular puzzle of a character work? Um, and some things you succeed on, some things you fail on. Obviously, we're not, you know you're never happy. Obviously, we're, we're none of us are ever happy. You listen to it back, and you're like, "Oh, I'd have done that line a bit different," <laughs> or "Oh, maybe I'd have thought about it this way." But you know, you you, you kind of do the best that you can with the time that you have. Um, but certainly, it was a reminder to that to like trust the character, trust the character, and 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 be honest um, about what the character is. And if you and if you trust the character and 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 try to be honest, um, you know, more often than not, you'll have successes rather than failures, you know. And with Neil
0: from from Horizon, you got to come return to that character after many years. What was that like? Getting to come back and play with him
1: again. Yeah, uh that was a surprise, obviously. Like yeah. I didn't I mean obviously like he, he's he's kind of what was the canon, I suppose, right? You know, after the first game and um well that that, that's what I'm
0: yeah it was it was interesting
1: yeah Yeah, I didn't know how they were going
0: to do that but yeah
1: uh I think long story short man like that was another one I just rocked up you know they said you want to come in and do this one session did three hours it was very much like you know you you, yeah at drama school they teach you to trust the text You know, so if you treat the text like it's, you know, it's not like a television show or a film where, you know, the language can change on the day, crossing out lines, moving stuff like you treat the text like it is. The character is the text. So you have to just trust your imagination to respond quickly to the text and sort of play. And you don't usually have that much time. And I just kind of had an idea for him. And once I knew it was American, I've done American roles, but not that kind of slightly. Lugubrious, kind of uh, offhand, kind of like it, it sort of feels counterintuitive, but I just felt like it might work. And we did the first session, and that was it. It was like, thanks, nice to meet you, you know, like <laughs> take it easy. And I got a call basically saying they tested the character and everybody loved it and they wanted you to come in and do more. So that was like That's a cool was feeling, a- isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a great feeling and felt like it was working, whatever it was, but I knew that the writing was brilliant. Oh, yeah. like I, knew, I knew that they'd nailed something really clever in the game and that had very little to do with me. It was just smart. And, um, and, but I guess, you know, what I'd taken from the writing seemingly was working at least enough for them to be like, we've got something here, let's make him a bit bigger. So, that, so I came back and did a couple more sessions on the first game. And that was that. Um, and obviously I saw like fun reactions to him and that was really like cool, obviously, and nice. And and I, I haven't met any of the other, uh, well, there's a couple of people I have met actually from that game who I've worked with other British actors, but, you know, I haven't really met much of the the team there. Um, and R- so- Carilla,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like a couple, 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 you know, but- um, it was kind of out of the blue and and they basically just said, we we love this character. We want him to have a larger life. And so if you'd like, if you want to come back, we've got this way that we think it'll work. And that was just like really, obviously that for me, I was super excited by that. And and just, um, and even if you never see him again, like just the fact that that was, on some level was, you know, in this profession, you need those little ones sometimes, you know, like you can have a, you you can have a great moment and then things you just move on down the river, you know, and and those things all get lost in the mist, you know, as you're just kind of on to the next town, onto the next job, you know, the next circus. And and uh and so to have like that was really like um for me, it was all about the audience reaction to the character that people enjoyed playing that with him against him beside him enjoyed killing him as well you know what I mean (laughs) even at the end he's hilarious like and and I you know I had so much fun coming up with that characterization for for what as I said was was just like really really clever fun writing. Um, and so to get to to have a second go for me, even just to play with that character was really fun. And um, again, great dialogue and and a, and, a, and a great little reveal and and na- and another sick name. I mean, like he gets like badass names. I mean, like <laughs> you know. And uh, so who knows what the future holds? But for me, I was I was very happy. Yeah.
0: So you want to do more games? You want? Do you have ambitions to? maybe lead a game, motion capture, like, where where are you heading, do you think, in your career?
1: I guess I hadn't thought about it, to be honest, truthfully. Mm. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I take things as they come, you know, like, uh, truthfully, uh, it's important to have a sense of a destination in all things, I guess, right? Otherwise, how do you expand and grow? Um, I, I certainly am at a stage in my career, just as an actor generally, that um, I'm less inclined to go and play like five characters in something, you know, that and that be the end of your contribution, gaming-wise. And, and you know, certainly, you know, in the other areas of the business, I'm, I'm always looking for something to get my teeth into as a character. And, you know, until you run out of money and then you just like, give me a job. But obviously, whilst you have that luxury, you are, it's important that you set a kind of um, parameters for your own creative work, you know? So uh, certainly it would be really fun to have the challenge of leading a game. Uh, it sounds like an incredibly daunting prospect, but I'm sure it for it, all things that are exciting and worth, you know pursuing our daunting um i only I'm, ask because
0: it, it sounds like you want to do more directing or producing as well with the short film and yeah it sounds like you want to go down that area as well
1: yeah i uh i i just love uh, the opportunity to be creative you know and mm. to generate my own material or be part of other people's work like it, either way it's always um a privilege and um, you know a, a fun journey to be a part of you know working with other creatives and I, I have such a great time working on games and if people saw fit you know to ask me back into other um projects or ask me in for, to be a part of new projects then you know you consider it at the time don't you that's all you can do and see if it works for you and and if the character feels like it's you know giving you an opportunity to explore new territory uh, And that's sort of whether it's a big part or a small part or you know it's, it's about is is the character like a fun one to explore like will you learn something through the journey will you challenge yourself um you know i don't say yes to everything that turns up on the table um you know that way kind of madness lies i think you have to be you know at least concerted and um so if the right thing comes up I'm I'm always happy to explore it, and I'm not so worried about my ambitions. Do not extend to m- me wanting to like be on mm. the cover of the game a you know it, it's sort of irrelevant to me. Uh, you know, all of these things are. It's about the character,
0: know, the script. It's and, all
1: these yeah. lovely byproducts of having the opportunity to do what we do for a living, and you know, I think it's important to always be. Um, to have your focus on that part of it and be grateful for that part of it, and because you know, uh, many people who I left drama school with and I went to, a, you know, a great drama school and had the amazing privilege of the training there, um, you know, ninety percent of us aren't aren't in the profession anymore, you know, really, and across the board, you know, you just realise that it's a tough old business. And so, if you get the opportunity to be in a great project, you know sitting down talking about it with you you fine sir like you know this is a it's a it's a great thing and and you know so for me, the future is really just about um always you know dedicating myself as best as I can to the work as it comes and and trying to um you know give audiences uh the opportunity to enjoy my work and 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 sincerely like ambitions are important and all of that but but that is truthfully how I look at it you know
0: hey man thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate is there anything you wanted to pass on to the fans of Horizon and Final Fantasy and your other I know you've done a bunch of TV work and stuff and great projects that I'm sure we'll talk about at another day but um, is there anything you want to pass on to them
1: uh, not, not especially. Just like uh, you know, thank thanks for your comments. Thanks for you know responding to the characters. I genuinely appreciate. I do see all of it, good and bad, and I don't care. It's all, <laughs> you know, I don't see any I- bad. I don't know. I put, it gonna... out, I put it out there. As, you know, you have an absolute uh right to respond to it however you want. And and uh, but I'm <laughs> i really feel incredibly uh you know, touched by how people responded to both nil and 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 how much people are enjoying playing Final Fantasy 16. I mean it's you know it's a pretty epic game. And um oh, yeah. just very grateful to be a part of it, you know. And um, you know, long may it continue.
0: And you don't have any social media, I'm curious what your decision was with that. Are you just one of the same ones, right?
1: <laughs> maybe I'm just trying to hide my insanity. It's uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I, I came out of drama school just before that whole thing exploded, and you know we were kind of taught that you know, you know people who heard Nil, they got no idea what my accent is. People who heard Hugo they got no idea what my accent is. They might not have put those two characters, for example, because those are the two most prominent projects I've been a part of, right? And uh, so I, I well, I'm not here to sell me, Alex. I'm an, I'm an artist. I'm an actor. I'm a writer. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm just here to do the work, and then I get on with my life. You know, go and do my shopping. Go and see my mom. Go and, you know, yeah. sit down with my. Bosses, like that. I'm not, you know, you're not in it for the fame. Fame is a weird conversation, and we'd have to talk about it for another hour, wouldn't we? You I know. know yeah, what, yeah, I know. What even is that? You know, and I know and what, what does it mean because all these things are um, integral currency now and one thing informs another. Um, I just made a decision for my own personal life that I felt like it was important. And and I had to, to accept that to a certain level. And listen, who knows how things change because sometimes it just becomes important to have a social profile. And, and if that becomes what I should do, then I will do it, it's fine. But I guess certainly, Um, it felt like it was important to create a distinction line um, so that you can close the door and turn off the lights and, you know, live your life in order to inform your work. Uh, If your whole life is a show, then how do you have material to draw on, to upload in order to put into your work? And, And I don't quite know what the answer to that question is yet. I'm sure some people have discovered what it is um but yeah for me i feel like you have to be able to go away in order to come back with something to say you know Thank
0: you man i really appreciate your time today um hey, before before What's i let you time? go can is there any chance hugo could say something to dan to wrap this
1: one up uh, <laughs> no no man i can't even remember what he sounds well, like okay what about nil I, I genuinely i would have to spend time <laughs> preparing it i don't even know what, i genuinely i don't even know what they say all right with.
0: i'll let you i'll let you off it's all good but,
1: uh yeah <laughs> have told me beforehand i'd have i'd have prepared something but uh yeah <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> hopefully we'll see you in more
0: games and projects down the line but thank you very much brother for the time
1: oh cheers man speak uh, speak soon all the best take care